Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Hi everybody, hi, hi, and welcome along to the Cult Popshire podcast. My Fuck name yeah. is AJ. Oh, yeah, welcome to the fucking show. Yeah, welcome to welcome the, to the cult show. fucking Popshire fucking Cult fuckcher. <laughs> fuck, 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 uh, this uh, That was very aggressive, a little more aggressive than we usually are, mm. and that is because uh, I'm AJ and that's fucking Richard over there. <laughs> and you're more aggressive on, than usual because you're AJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and on the what we're doing on the show today is we are going to discuss what's the best F-bomb. Now, this requires a little uh clarification of what what we mean and what we're doing clarification clarification so this episode will contain swearing warning (laughs) if that wasn't obvious already uh and what i've done is that over all our various uh social Mm. medias i've asked the question what's the best f-bomb and we've got some um uh suggestions back and i also wanted to clarify uh, so we're talking about the best F-bomb in any pop culture, whether that be a movie, a TV show, a video game, a book, or even, in, in a few cases, a few suggestions, a song. A podcast. And a podcast, like this one. Um, another warning that we should give up top, um, I've moved into a new podcasting room, and uh, I may not have uh, dampened the sound as well as I could have, uh, so this might be a little bit echoey, but now that we've hung a lampshade on it, uh, we can move forward, um, yeah. and I'll try again next week. <laughs> you sound you sound all right to me. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've hung nice. up two blankets, and I've created like a little corner of the room uh, where the sound is slightly dampened. Oh, that's um, probably enough. Who fucking knows, man? <laughs> uh, one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode, Richard, is. I think there is. We love is, to fuck. <laughs> there is nothing. There's something very special about an f bomb. It's this weird cultural practice that is allowed for a single four letter word to carry so much artistic power. And mm. sometimes it gets overused, and sometimes it it should have been used. And and I think especially, um, and this will probably come up a few times on this episode, uh, myself coming from a religious background, I am no longer religious, uh, but I used to be, There, there's just such a taboo and such a stigma attached to the word. And because of that, I don't think there's any word like it in terms of filmmaking that you can actually build something and do something with. Like any word worse than fuck is almost... Uh, it's 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 not a shock. Yeah, well, we'll cover that in two weeks on um, best, <laughs> best cinematic cunts. <laughs> um, but I guess I guess yeah, it's it's there is a weird power to it that can be utilized. It's such a it's such a diverse word, and so we mm. want to. Explore it's the most diverse today. word in the English language. Absolutely, like and it so actually we fucking to, is. Yeah, totally fucking is. I use it exactly the same way as you. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. And so we're going to explore how that's been used in various pieces of pop culture for in various, you know, for 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 effect essentially. So let's get to it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the suggestions. Uh, We're going to go through some. Maybe we can start with a. um, Do you want to look up like a list of the best f bombs, and we'll get the like the obligatory ones out of the way first. Best um, fucks. 
And uh, <laughs> what we're going to do is <laughs> go through all the suggestions we've been given over on uh, it's on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Discord, where we get most of our action from. And also, uh, I put a video up on my TikTok asking for people to, to suggest um, the best F-bomb. So we've got a couple of examples from there as well. Um, so what we're going to do is I've got a small list of awards and this isn't going to be like we go through them and then we go, all right, and who gets this award and who gets this award? It's more like as we go through them, you know what, Richard, Mm. we don't even have to agree. We don't have even have to decide. I just thought it'd be a fun thing to, um, be like, maybe this could be the best use, the the best, this kind of F-bomb because we're not just doing F-bombs in PG-13 movies. There are plenty of great F-bombs in, uh, movies with that are full of fucks uh Hmm. so the the awards that i've jotted down is best pg-13 fuck so best instance where it's the only fuck in the thing best comedic fuck best dramatic fuck best use of fuck in the literal sense and best censored slash unsaid slash almost fuck does that sound good do you want to add anything to that list no that's perfect all righty okay so best um not swearing best not not yeah best lack of fuck yeah like not even the implication L- of fuck line it's, it's... that could be most improved by adding a fuck <laughs> that, i've seen that twitter trend <laughs> mm. um so anyway yeah i've pulled up a list of the best fucks um mm-hmm. this is um so the website i'm on it's kind of just like it's a link to like videos so um one and so i might have to watch them to uh yeah find the fuck but the uh, one's called I'm fucking my husband's best friend while he's in the office. Best dick ride. Um, I reckon that's uh, best dramatic fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's not a website called Pornhub.com. <laughs> this is not the first time one of us have, have been compelled to look up porn while podcasting. What was the first time? <laughs> I remember oh, you, you were just going on about some shit and I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was when it wasn't actually our podcast. It was on Rory Spencer's uh, Dog Hair Network podcast. <laughs> and you did yeah. a report on pornography, and I Googled the word porn on air on pod <laughs> to see what would happen. <laughs> oh, no, I went to, sorry, I went to porn.com to see if porn.com That's right, yeah, yeah, is actually porn. And it was. Mm. So. Have you got an actual list there of like famous ones that we could go through? Uh, uh, okay, so there's like a top ten. And yeah, a top let's just nine. go through that, just so we're okay. not missing out on the the obvious ones. So we've got other. Wait, let me just have a look at what the higher ones in here are, because a lot of these ones aren't like these wouldn't have come to mind. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, this is flicks.com.au's nine of the greatest f bombs in cinema history by Liam nine. McGeeran. Hey, we know Liam. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Liam listens. <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, Liam. <laughs> We're reading out your, your list. Um, so there's The Masters, Pig Fuck. Yes. Which is, so this yeah. is from the film The Master. Uh, and I watched, this is one of the scenes I rewatched this mm. afternoon to remind myself of. And uh, early contender and probably winner for best use, the best dramatic fuck, mm. I think. Do you want to paint the scene of, of what, in which context this fuck is used? Um, so it's essentially um, uh, in the master Philip Seymour Hoffman is portraying an L. Ron Hubbard type, um, a cult leader essentially, um, yeah. and um, there's a bit where um, Christopher Evan Welch, um, who has also passed away sadly, um, oh. uh, sort of challenges all of his kind of stuff and. Philip Seymour Hoffman is normally in the film is very normally the cool, calm and collected kind of thing. And the, his complaints very clearly get under his skin and he starts like getting more and more tense and, and pig fuck. And that's like, yeah. And it, yeah, it's great. I'm sorry you're unwilling to defend your beliefs in any kind of rational way. Oh, if, if you, if you, if, if you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask pig fuck? It's the culmination of, yeah. Yeah, it's a culmination, and what I think is so great about it, and why I think it's it may be best dramatic fuck, is because mm. it is a it is a character reveal. It's it's a it's a milestone in Philip Seymour Hoffman's journey as that character. Mm. Where I don't know if it's the first time, but it's it's certainly a, a the sig- significant moment where you see a man, um, it's, it, everything's unraveling. 
you know, where you, where mm. someone has challenged him to the point where his insecurities and his like he's breaking, his his poker face is dropping, you know, mm. and it reveals that he maybe even knows that his religion is also fake, you mm. know, and and as as someone who's exited the great hall of religion uh, in my life, it it rings true, I think, because it's like. I remember having so many conversations as a teenager that were just me getting more emotional as I tried to like run circles around mm. logical arguments. And so I think it's the culmination of that, uh, which is why I think that's a great fuck. God, the Discord will not stop notifying me. How do I, I'm going to mute, I'm going to do something I've never done and mute my own Discord so that I can read the um, <laughs> the stuff without it uh, being um without it being without it interrupting me all right Un unmute server no mute server for for one hour all right okay what's next on it. this on liam's list uh all right next on liam's list we've got uh every fuck in uh all like all of joe pesci's fucks in goodfellas okay I don't remember any of them specifically, but I'm sure there are. That's the thing. There's not one that like stands out. Pesci-esque, yeah. Um, uh, the Exorcist, the Devil's Fuck. What is that one? Does it does it say? Only a few years after Mash dropped the first big f bomb, William Friedkin's Oscar-winning horror shocked audiences by having an 11-year-old say "fuck" as well as "cocksucker" and the other mm. c-word. Obviously, the projectile vomiting and demon possession proved pretty shocking as well. But that polymouth. Now. Goodness, Jesus had no place here. <laughs> Very fun. You motherfucking worthless cocksucker. Be silent. Oh. Cool. All right. Anything else on these on this list? Yep. Should, um, All is lost. The Robert Redford film. I haven't seen it. So it's a film where he's like uh, stranded on a boat in the middle of the ocean, and there's uh, no dialogue in the film except for the word "fuck." Right. <sighs> that's awesome mm. <laughs> that's pretty good i haven't seen it but that's a pretty good use of the word fuck <laughs> <laughs> so they've got south park uncle fucker oh yeah i don't know if it's particularly groundbreaking well no i guess it was groundbreaking wasn't it i think mm. the in the south park movie the best fuck though is probably when cartman is yelling at mr garris i can't remember. i used to know yeah. that scene but off there's also um the because the thing about Uncle Fucker is that it was originally going to be Motherfucker, but right. um, so the, the shut the song "Shut Your Fucking Face, Motherfucker," um, and they were like, "You can't say Motherfucker." That will land you an NC seventeen rating. So they changed it to Uncle Fucker, which is okay. <laughs> and got More visceral. Yeah, it's funny yeah. that isn't it? Like I um, hear Motherfucker, I don't instantly think of what the that literally means. Mm. Whereas I hear Uncle Fucker, and I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You fucked your uncle yesterday. <laughs> That's one of the lyrics. <laughs> x-men first class the cameo fuck yes okay so this is probably an important one to talk about a few mm. people have suggested this as well uh so paint the scene what is this what's the what's the cameo so fuck? this is the montage of uh magneto and professor x professor charles xavier mm. <laughs> recruiting people for the x-men they're gathering up the team they create in X-Men First Class. Um, and there's a very quick scene of them uh, coming to a bar where Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is there by himself. And uh, they say, hey, we're putting together a team. He says, go fuck yourself. And that's it. Um, <laughs> and that's his yeah. entire cameo on the film. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lynchard. Charles Xavier. Go fuck yourself. So uh, Pilot slash Luke in our Discord um he he mentioned this and he he said uh it's such a good f-bomb because it seems like he's living in his own story which is separate to the pg-13 world of the rest of the film and mm. i agree and i think what's so what's very clever about wolverine's f-bomb in that movie is that it's the movie breaking and it's the movie dropping its pretense and being cooler than it's allowed to actually be. Well, not cooler, but like dirtier than it's allowed to actually be mm -hmm. to emphasize the power of a character who's not even really in the movie. That is, you know, that is yeah. 
Wolverine. Um, so yeah, I would agree. I think that's a great use of an F bomb. Uh, maybe best best PG thirteen. Maybe best PG thirteen. Fuck. Mm, the fact that it's like yeah the yeah yeah it yeah. it breaks the reality of the film with it mm. and it stands out and yeah 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 that's nice. also Screen Crushers number one best f bombs uh, in PG thirteen movies nice yeah I mean I feel like we're blowing our f and wad um, <laughs> by reading these but there's an, there's other ones here that I know will come up so but, shall I should we jump to reading the suggestions well, then is that the- yeah go for it alrighty well let's go to the discord first then and there were some repeats here because i didn't um yeah i didn't cover like these like a frickin like a frickin frick all right um dimitri in our discord says uh quotes uh the first episode of breaking bad with fuck you bogdan and your eyebrows mm. come on man fuck you bogdan what i said fuck you and your eyebrows <laughs> which is which is an interesting breed of the the tv show the the premier the the prestigious prestige tv drama f-bomb which is the like they they allow themselves to do two or three a season and the breaking bad pilot i think has all of season one's quota in it including fuck you bogdan yeah, though that's that's the thing because um, but the, like the pilot for Breaking Bad is like a literal pilot in the in the sense of mm. they made this not knowing who they were making it for, yeah, yeah. and then when they went on AMC, that that's when that that rule was imposed because they you know they probably assumed they were making this for HBO because it's also longer, it's got some boobies in it which we don't really see throughout the rest of the show. That's true. Um, but yeah, like there, there's a line where um. Gomi and, and Hank are talking. He's like, Sage, where do you work? The fucking pottery barn? And it's like, that You wouldn't use did, that. As your, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you, you get one F bomb a season and you use it on like a throwaway line like that. Mm. <laughs> uh, Vincent says, 500 Days of Summer, when Tom is being questioned about his new romantic card, um, which is so in the film, Tom and Summer have just broken up and. Um, tom's boss played by um phil colson phil colson what's his real name clark clark greg clark greg um he's reading out a new card that that joseph gordon levitt's character tom has just given him and it's okay um here's something that you wrote last week Uh, roses are red violets are blue fuck you whore uh, which is pretty funny. Um, Vincent says that it's the best reading of a greeting card in movie history, um, which is, I'm sure, <laughs> a lot of other lines, are, a, lot, a lot of other examples are vying for that title. And he says that Clark Gregg's performance makes the scene. In Half Baked, according to Mike Mike Noise from Oakland, he says, best way to quit a job. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> I love that. That's that. That's such a good scene. Yeah, yeah. I I have been playing these as we've been saying them, or some of them. Anyway, I probably won't play all of them, but okay. I'll be including sound bites. Um, in uh, Better Dog in our Discord, uh, says that Eric Idle's timing in the French Waiter is exquisite, which is a Monty Python sketch. The world is a beautiful place. You must go into it and love everyone. Try to make everyone happy and bring peace and contentment everywhere you go. And so I became a waiter. Well, it's it's not much of a philosophy, I know. But well, fuck you. I can live my own life in my own way if I want to. Fuck off. Don't come following me. And over also on the Discord, Dan from Hawaii says the one we've all been probably thinking about, the one we've all been waiting for, and maybe the the winner of best use of F-bomb in a PG-13 film just for its uh, notoriety is uh, Go Fuck Yourself San Diego from Anchorman. Channel 4 News team, I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Ah! 
Uh, Dan says, I believe this should win because the F-bomb itself is also shocking within the context of the setting as it comes from a news anchor during a broadcast. Live on air bombs like that are career-ending things and it escalates the comedy of Anchorman to another level at just the right moment. That's a great point. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 a metatextual PG-13 F-bomb. Yeah. Which they're usually just used to be like, we, can, we were allowed one. We can do <laughs> we it. Put it here. The, a real, a real bad example of an of a PG thirteen f bomb, I think, is in Yes Man, which is when Jim Carrey's character, after saying yes to a bunch of stuff that's landed him stranded in the middle of nowhere, is like walking to a gas station to get a to get some petrol, and as he walks past, he's like bickering to himself, and as he walks right past the camera, and he's he's like, "How about letting him burn out your phone batteries? You can't call AAA when you run out of gas." You know what? That sounds like a fucking great idea. And it's so like hey, you didn't need to put that in the movie. <laughs> no, like no. it's just it's it's so it doesn't add anything, and it's um it's uh nowhere near as good as another Jim Carrey f bomb we'll talk about so shortly. Um, but yeah, what do you think of of Dan's reasoning for go fuck yourself, San Diego? Yeah, I think that, I think that that's good, and it also leads to my favorite part of Anchorman when Chris Parnell's character is like. <laughs> You're my hero, Rod Burgundy. You might say the poop, tug of poop out of your mouth. Uh, Mike has also put the first time we're going to be reading a very similar comment across all these different platforms as Samuel Jackson has made a career out of saying fuck and this movie exists so that he could say this line. People saw this movie because of the one line. I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Everybody strap in about to open some fucking window it's sam jackson would he'll probably be the thumbnail for this episode you know like i feel Mm. like that's that's his um his brand sam jackson and a leader battle angel (laughs) is that what you want the thumbnail to be do you remember the one in a leader battle angel yeah what is it it's like fuck your mercy it's like fuck your mercy Fuck your mercy, yeah. Because I I remember after it, you being like, might be one of the best PG-13 F-bombs of all time. Did I? Yeah. It's the nicest thing I've ever said about that movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. It was not a great movie. It was an adequate movie. It was a fantastic a movie. And look, it and wasn't also, a great movie. It was a fantastic movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Almighty Watcher also suggests uh, the line from the movie, have you seen Wanted? uh years ago the movie yeah, that yeah. felt like it was it was going to be bigger than it ever was and mm. just everyone forgot about it with james mcavoy yeah 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 spoilers for the ending uh morgan freeman's the bad guy and i remember vividly morgan freeman saying the line shoot this motherfucker as like a way as like convincing everyone to be on his side um right. and it, i remember it was the first time i'd heard morgan morgan freeman say fuck morgan fucking freeman that's what they call it <laughs> Uh, maybe not fuck the- man <laughs> no just country every f- no country for fuck man <laughs> no no country for fucked men <laughs> uh crazy stupid love has a good one when gosling takes off his shirt and emma stone says fuck seriously it's like you're photoshopped um which is similar to i think the wolverine thing where it's like it's it's making a point out it's show it's impressing upon you how important this all is i guess right um i'm gonna race through okay so here we go almighty watcher also quotes um he says i prefer he's talking to talking about uh go fuck yourself san diego from anchorman and he says i prefer back to you fuckers from bruce almighty for my anchor related fucks which is great which is um in in bruce almighty it's when he's he's like been given a story to report on set, and while he's on set, discovers that he's missed out on the anchor job, which went to Evan Baxter, star of Evan Almighty, uh, and he says, <laughs> "I'm Bruce Nolan for Eyewitness News. Back to you, fuckers." Which is a much better Jim Carrey f bomb. I'm paying. I'm paying off my setups here. Love it. Thank you. Okay, so Craig from West Auckland in our Discord, he he wanted to bring up um, Eyes Wide Shut, which is also something that Rowan Strang... Eyes Wide Fuck. <laughs> Rowan Strang also, who's part of our Cop Popshire family and probably could have been on the episode if we'd planned this a little further in advance. On, our, on Facebook, uh, Rowan wanted to give a shout-out to Eyes Wide Shut. Um, he says... 
Eyes Wide Shut, no spoilers. If you haven't watched it, watch it before you record. Kubrick's best film and no discussion of the F-word in movies would complete, be complete without covering this particular use in this film. Richard, I watched Eyes Wide Shut last night for the no, first time. No, you didn't. Oh my god, AJ, you didn't. I'm actually such a mad lad. I watched a movie. It was kind of mad that I watched it at like 1 a.m. And that is actually also like very out of character for you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I also watched it purely to understand what was so good about the fuck. Yeah. And it uh, might yeah. be the best use of fuck in the literal sense, I think, mm. is maybe this film. So. If you haven't I could tell seen... that's why you added the um, that as a category. Because <laughs> I don't, I, I can't think of a single other instance of it that would be in the running. It's more that a literal use of the word fuck is like rated higher. Like in PG thirteen movies, that's I don't idea. think you're allowed to use it in the literal sense. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Um. So if you haven't seen spoilers for Eyes Wide Shut, but at the same time, I don't think knowing this will necessarily ruin what is a pretty tripped out experience in, <laughs> in mm. plenty of ways uh which is it's essentially a movie about nicole kidman and tom cruise are playing like, themselves playing themselves and uh, towards the start of the movie nicole kidman tells tom cruise that she a year ago she nearly left him for another guy and then tom cruise goes out and spends the next two days trying to cheat on his wife that's the movie that's the plot <laughs> of the movie that's the plot of the movie and he gets you know goes down some interesting rabbit holes which i shan't spoil though if you've ever heard if you've ever heard eyes wide shut used as an adjective that maybe gives a clue as to the kind of things he, he under, uncovers um but it ends with him coming clean to her and telling her everything and they're going Christmas shopping and they're sort of mending their relationship and it ends with Nicole Kidman saying, There is something very important that we need to do as soon as possible. What's that? Fuck. And it's, it ends right there and it's very creepy it's very erotic mm. and very creepy at the same time mm. it's like margaret qualley and death note it's like margaret qualley and death note a, a universal like analogy there like, <laughs> craig also suggests argo fuck yourself from argo do, do um, you hate that don't you i don't hate it i just think it's not i just don't like the movie <laughs> uh jensen suggested a lot of uh, he'd said rupaul has a lot of iconic f-bombs like rupaul's drag race mm. which i didn't know um and he shared a gif of uh, i think it's rupaul and drag saying don't fuck it up i'm very rupaul illiterate it's like a it's becoming a pretty significant pop cultural blind spot for me <laughs> well i never thought it would but there you go brent also suggests uh knock knock go fuck yourself from catch me if you can mm -hmm. um which is good knock knock who's there Go fuck yourselves. Uh, and that's, that's similar to Morgan Freeman. It's the rare Tom Hanks F-bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not aiming for the fucking truck. <laughs> it's Tim <Allen. laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, DJP Janky from our Discord suggests, uh, maybe unconventional, but my favorite F-bomb is Aub Aubrey Plaza and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, which we can put in our category for mm. uh, best censored, censored, unsaid, or almost fuck. Do you know the line? Uh, she just swears a bunch in that scene. And, 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 it's, it, and it's it censors out. her mouth and he goes, how are you doing that? So, what can I get you? Is there anywhere you don't work? They're called jobs. Something a ball like you wouldn't know anything about. And by the way, I can't believe you asked Ramona out after I specifically told you not to do that. How are you doing that with your mouth? Never mind how I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you can play the audio here. Um, another <laughs> one that I would like to put forward for the best almost fuck, um, one that I love, is in um, Arrested Development. When yes. <laughs> you see um, it's like split up and yeah so you, you see him go like king's two thousand dollar suit um and then later on you see him like say oh yeah the guy in the fuck <laughs> what about mom's fucking cottage from the oh, mom's one of fucking the, cottage the three God. good jokes from arrested development it's, season, it's like a top five, five all-time arrested <laughs> development joke and it's in season five um and it's like that that episode in season five has two really good jokes and the rest of the mm. season has none <laughs> <laughs> okay here's one i want to talk about a few people have suggested this across the different platforms um is 
the fucking car scene from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm. Brent suggested it. Luke slash Terrence says that's a fantastic one. I think a few people on TikTok, including our friend Centero, our YouTube buddy Centero, suggested um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. Do you know what? I disagree. I think it's a terrible use of the F word. It's a very... um... Uh, I don't necessarily want to say Gen X, but like it's a very older millennial. It's older millennial. Um, it's a very Gen X thing. The, these these are the only times in the movie that the F word is uttered, and it's not that funny. It's not that impactful. It's Steve Martin funny. It's Steve Martin funny, and it's just it's like I I never I don't understand why. Like apparently this scene as well was like insisted upon by yeah it was um, it was like you're getting our rating and he's like I don't care like we need to this is my just, artistic vision I just think that's a John Hughes was like this is my eighteen hour Barbie podcast <laughs> yeah that's a great way to put it all right well let's let's hop over to my TikTok Richard just for just so I can close this tab Speaking on my computer. <laughs> um sylvia who uh, sylvia wilson who's actually <laughs> sponsored a couple of episodes a few weeks back um with with her her company which they're not sponsoring this episode so i don't know if i should say it or not <laughs> uh, she, she she suggested that her, she said that her favorite f-bomb is from hamilton oh, yeah which is pretty cool there's a few That's good, good one, ones yeah. in hamilton there's, there's, that are, there's three at hamilton I like a couple are censored anyway, but when they put it onto Disney Plus, I think Southern motherfucking Democratic Republicans is like bleeped, and then one's like record scratched or something, and then mm. they preserved one, like Disney let them keep one, and it's in the part that's not on the soundtrack because there's like a, there's a part in in the actual show that isn't on the soundtrack because it's like they used to do that back in the day, and Lin Manuel Miranda decided to keep it. Um, so it is spoilers for Hamilton when his son dies, right? Alrighty, uh, uh, and Bumlet5 on TikTok suggests uh, Season 1, Episode 4 of The Wire. Are you familiar with this scene from yes. The Wire? Every so this, word in the scene is fuck. Every word in the scene is fuck, and it's um, two, two of the detective characters sort of investigating a crime scene, and they're going like, fuck, fuck, and they'll find a clue and be like, motherfucker, and they'll see something else and go, fucking A. Uh, mm. And I think... One of one of the reasons why this is so good is that it's in a show which is usually not very uh, fanciful or stylistic. They don't do things like that in the wire. Mm, it's but, usually yeah, it's, very yeah. fly on the wall. They don't have a musical episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a great. It's so good. That's <laughs> such a great way to put it. And so it sticks out as being kind of um, yeah. It's like a concept. They're doing a yeah, concept. Yeah, it's a concept episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'd well, see this kind of thing in scrubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh user series of numbers on TikTok says uh when Ralphie says fudge in a Christmas story, not the best, but definitely one for the list, which is very cute. I presume I haven't seen a Christmas story in a couple of years, but I presume that's a um censored or uh, or unsaid or almost fuck. Um and Robert Roberto Torres, I think, has the winner personally for best uncensored um uncensored or almost fuck uh sorry uncensored unused unsaid unsaid, fuck fuck, i'm all over the place um and it might also be a subcategory for best samuel jackson f-bomb which is in uh, avengers infinity war um which i'll play the clip Mm. now oh no well 
if you haven't seen avengers infinity war it's as he's being snapped out of existence he says what is it it's the post credit scene oh it's the post credit scene and he said does he say mother does he get yeah, he mother yeah yeah um and roberto says he doesn't even get to drop it completely we only hear mother but it's still so powerful because we all know who he is it's like that f-bomb is a reference to every other one of samuel jackson's uh same every other role samuel jackson has played over the years in all of his movies um it's like the movie is playing an inside joke with all of the audience and the actor at the same time because in the scene he is not fury but samuel jackson so he's not Nick fury for half a second which i i can understand being like why does this have a place in the avengers but at the same time there is something funny about seeing samuel jackson realize his characters being killed off Mm. you know i it's almost you could almost interpret it that way as it's him talking to disney or the producers being like i'm nick fury you can't kill me off what are you doing um so what do you think yeah it's cool yeah that's all i have to say about that uh hey jenny slater says it wasn't said aloud but i always love the girl with the dragon tattoo the scene where she's wearing a shirt that says fuck someone just said please say the word best and beast because they like my accent and best beast (laughs) uh someone lady veronica says you're so funny i'm going to look for your podcast well lady veronica just gave uh, you don't need out. to read these comments <laughs> <laughs> all right here's one i think you're probably going to want to talk about richard duncan brown says every season of bojack horseman has one use of the word fuck typically used to symbolize someone cutting ties with bojack for his toxicity did you want yeah to uh yeah bojack would be my my pick for best best fucks um specifically probably season two and season four are my favorites um but yeah like i said that it's yeah this is a show that because it's like an adult animation you kind of you don't realize you haven't heard the f word until you hear it for the first time at the end of season one um and it's a character not only saying like get out of my life but it's also allowing it not allowing bojack to my name is earl him um and make up for a past mistake and he says no that's fuck season you. one i yeah. think yeah that's yeah, season yeah. one yeah that's what i'm saying um that he's like not until that scene when he says now get the fuck out of my house delivered by the inimitable stanley tucci he you yeah you realize like is that the first time they've sworn in the show and you abandoned me and i will never forgive you for that now get the fuck out of my house and then in season two it happens again. It's, it's a character saying, if you ever come back, I'll fucking kill you. And if you ever try to contact me or my family again, I will fucking kill you. And then season threes is like a lot. And so it's interesting because it's like, you know, these two things are like, which character is going to tell Bojack to get the fuck out of his life kind of thing. And this one, and then in season three, it's like, fuck man. Like it's delivered like that. Right. Fuck man. What else is there to say? And it's like, damn, it's it's so different. And then season four is so interesting. I won't do the other two, but season four is so interesting because instead of being in the second or third to last episode, which is in the other ones, in season four, it's him, like he loads the Chekhov's fuck gun in like episode four and says, I'm going to say fuck you to this person. I'm going to squeeze your hand and get real close and say, fuck you mom what and then at the end of the season in the place where the fuck would normally be he's he's given the opportunity to to say it and he doesn't and it's like it's such a great like taking three seasons to set up your expectations so you do still get the you still do get the fuck when he says it in episode four when he says i'm gonna say fuck you but then when he actually gets the opportunity like sure they're gonna do two this season he doesn't go through yeah. with it and it's and it's 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 great because it's not only and that's like you know the the best lack of a fuck is in the end of season four because maybe that's it as well yeah yeah because you're deliberate you're told there's going to be one and but instead we get this nice character development nice another uh username which is just a bunch of numbers um says probably the most prolific fuck meme is when angela scares dwight in the office have you seen that that meme uh maybe i don't know it's like Dwight's looking at something smiling and then he looks beside him and there's oh, someone yeah, yeah. who I presume is named Angela there and he goes, fuck. Uh, with, uh, I, I, I assume it's bleeped in the TV show. Angela. 
scares Dwight. <laughs> um, Ryan Cooper also suggests uh, John C. Riley and Kong Skull Island when he's talking about the giant ants so perfectly unexpected and apparently ad-libbed too. It would have to be ad-libbed because that's like such a strange use of um, the, you know, your one F-bomb, um, which I'll play that for everyone now. Ants. Big ones. There's one. Sounds like a bird, but it's a fucking ant. <laughs> oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. The one in the office is pretty funny. <laughs> okay, good. It, it is bleeped. Universal donor. <laughs> um, but yeah, this Kong Skull Island one. Um, yeah. That's an interesting one because it's like, it, it, it feels ad-libbed almost. It is ad-libbed. Oh, <laughs> you right, weren't listening. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what, what did you say about it? It's just, just that it's like, it, ha- it would have to be ad-libbed because why would you put your fuck there in your PG-13 mm. movie? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it, like, it feels very much like he said it by X and they were like, nah, that was actually just a really good take. And mm. then, like, there was none in the script. And they're like, well, we're allowed one, so we'll just leave it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fields of Heather says, anytime Taylor Swift has said fuck, there's just something about it. And I mm. said, that's very interesting. Can you tell me which songs? And Heather specifically pointed out uh, Mad Woman and Betty. Does she smile? What does she mouth? Fuck you forever. So I listened to both of them. And it is, I don't think I'd heard Taylor Swift say the f word before um and and it was yeah she says it like that (laughs) Um, and and i thought it was i thought it was pretty pretty interesting and it 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 sent me down a rabbit hole of f-bombs in songs and because which aren't always going to be significant because i think out of all mediums songs is maybe the place you often would notice at least yeah it's actually um one the the most uh egregious f-bomb i can think of in a song is um remember timberlands he did shock value and shock value two and we're still waiting for shock value three um, but <laughs> when will it come out yeah that they, they um so it was timberland like that's what the apologizes from with one republic right and he did all these songs and collaborated with different artists and he did one with like the hives did one with jet uh, but he did one with fallout boy i think it's called one and only and the chorus is fallout boy um and it goes and it's like it's so weird hearing Patrick Stump swear, and it's like it just felt like too edgy. It was it's, it's such a weird yeah. song, and I never really got into it because the f bomb just rubbed me so the wrong way. Mm. Uh, no, I totally, I totally get that. I haven't and listened to that song in like a decade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're speaking about music as well, and this is significant for me because. Um, I don't know if this is canon on the podcast. People roast me for it in the Discord. I don't know much about music, and I don't listen to music. You, I'll be honest, Richard, when you mentioned shock value, I'd never heard of that, and I had to play along like I knew exactly what you were talking about. Mm, you did an excellent job. Thank you. Um, but my one band that I've talked about a few times on this podcast that I really like is a band called Me Without You, uh, and they have approximately one official f-bomb they appear in some of their live shows they'll replace like mm. mess with me with fuck with me um but they have one you know studio recorded f-bomb in one of their songs and it's really interesting and i i, I always thought it, it enhanced the song in such a, a cool way which is uh it's in the final song of their fifth album which is called pale horses and the main and for, for context this is a quasi christian very religious or no not very spiritual band and they they when i was a christian i would always grapple with how christian they were and now that i'm not a christian i'm like man i hope those guys aren't christian <laughs> in real life um and they the lead singer sings this one line in the song rainbow signs where he says uh through a mute curse to the boise sky for my fucked up napoleon of saint helena hairline and if you look up saint helena napoleon of saint helena he's got a very similar hairline to the lead singer (laughs) of me without you uh and what's so cool about is first of all you don't really hear the f and fucked and so when when it came out everyone was like is Aaron why saying fucked up in this song what is going on like he said he comes off as such like a wise and you know very very monk like 
person you know persona and and all of his interviews and stuff so it's very strange to hear and i once read a article written about that f-bomb because it was saying it's it's so intentional because earlier in the um in the album there's a line where he sings on a different song he sings the line to heck with all the drugs my parents did <laughs> and so they're, they're saying it's like a it's it, he's saying something or other about like how we treat swearing where like he he like really hits the word heck earlier in the in the <laughs> album but then when he says the worst word it's understated and you won't hear it if you're not mm. looking out for it um so that's one of my favorite f-bombs and another one of my favorite f-bombs richard is uh from a movie called begin again um mm which I want to talk about as well, because I think there are multiple F-bombs in there, so I don't think it's like the one F-bomb in the whole movie, uh, but it's at the end of a song that's otherwise very um, sort of jovial and, and floaty, and it's it's Kira Knightley singing to Adam Levine, who she's recently broken up with, saying like, oh, you you know, we had... She's leaving him together. an answering machine message. She's, she's leaving him an answer phone message, and most of the song is, is like, it's called Loved You Like a Fool, and most of it is, is very like sort of funny hilarious performance from james corden in the background playing kazoo ruining mm, the great. film um <laughs> i hate i hate that one of my favorite movies has james corden in it it, mm. it eats me up inside um and then she sings and you have broken every single fucking rule and i have loved you like a fool and it's it hits it hits very hard, and so I really like really like that one. Are there any specific ones you want to mention that haven't been suggested by anyone? I don't know if if there's a place to talk about it, but I've like at <laughs> least this porn. um like at least once a week, I think about the time you and I watched Begin Again together. Yeah. Um, and how. <laughs> I, I so missed the point of the ending. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this isn't... I want people to watch this movie, so maybe don't talk about the uh, ending. It's, this uh, is like, not for the F-bomb episode. This is a conversation what I'll, for... I'll, what I'll say is that, like, there's a bit in the film where, you know, a, a, a character revelation is, is told through a glance. And and I, and you said to me, like, oh, I, I love that that reaction because that just tells you everything you need to know and i had it completely wrong <laughs> and i was yeah. anyway yeah. hit us up on the discord if you've seen begin again and want to hear the full story <laughs> or suggest it for our, uh, one of our patreon podcasts um and then we can tell the full story and oh, it'll be i would love very to do begin again funny. patreon um another good one is in the ringer when he says when the fuck do we get ice cream you stopped off for ice cream when the fuck did we get ice cream <laughs> and you can see Johnny Knoxville break character laughing at it. <laughs> That's a movie that uh, I, I bet the producers of are hoping stays buried in the mid two thousands, huh? Yeah, I do. Um, uh, another one, and uh, like we didn't really talk about it, but like um, we've got best PG thirteen f bomb. But what about best PG f bomb? Do they exist? Yes, wow. there's um, nice fucking model from um, Beetlejuice. Nice fucking model. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone did suggest that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Beetlejuice though, so I didn't quite understand what was so important about the context of it. Uh, it's just, it's just funny that he swears and then he grabs his, <laughs> his, his crotch and goes. Huh, huh. Um, Sam Stanley on Facebook suggested a bunch of them. He also, what, what's really interesting, he pointed out the f bombs in SNL which end careers because people say mm-hmm. them yeah, by accident. Slate. Yeah, Jenny well, Slate. Well, didn't end a career, um, ended a um, run on SNL. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, the, he's, no one's heard of him anymore after he swore. <laughs> and Keenan was like, now careful, Sam, that costs us money. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Scott Curry also suggests the wire scene. Um, I just, sorry, Stanley- one, more, one more SNL um, fun fuck story, I believe. Yep. Um, also, there's um, recent ones, Sam Rockwell said, um, like to, to let it slip out and then it's like oh, and then um, uh, Kristen Stewart said in, in her monologue as well that she's so mm. fucking excited to be hosting it but apparently after 9-11 the first show after 9-11 um, they were going to uh, Law Michaels was going to like said like let's swear in the opening it was Reese Witherspoon I think was hosting and 
Um, and they had they were going to have her just come out and be like, "Fuck," you know. Um, and like Law Michaels was going to pay the fine for it out of his own pocket. They had it all planned, but then they ended up instead doing something different, which was uh, getting one of the most beloved people in the country, Rudy Giuliani, uh, to come on the show. And um, the the monologue finishes with um, Lorne Michaels saying to him, can we still be funny? And Rudy Giuliani says, why start now? And that was their big 9-11, wow. post-9-11 joke to break the ice. Thank you, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Sam Stanley also suggests uh, Paul Dano's character in Little Miss Sunshine. Spoilers for Middle Miss, Little Miss Sunshine. It is him breaking his vow of silence after finding out he's colorblind and can't join the Air Force. Very powerful. Maybe best use of dramatic. You know? Mm. Maybe. And and be cool. Have you seen Be Cool? Same director as Big Trouble. A lot of the same cast as well. Mm, uh, that's why I refuse to watch it. There's a there's a line where um where John Travolta's Chili Palmer says, "You know that unless you're willing to use the R rating, you can only say the F word once." You kidding me? No. You know what I say? Fuck that. I'm done. <laughs> I think that's like that's a that's a cool idea for one, but I think it's stupid. Like I I, I would have. Like, it feels like they're loading it too much. Like, if I was writing that scene, I'd probably been like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, put it there. <laughs> rather than, like, having it before the punchline of the scene. Because mm. it's like, yeah, you're loading it up. and be like, oh, he's going to say it right now kind of thing. But if you just use right. it before that, um, yeah. that's fine. Another one um, that's good in Dodgeball, um, mm. <laughs> right at the end, I think it's during the credits, um, when... Uh, I love this movie. Um, what's Ben Stiller's <laughs> character's name? Um, I don't know. Uh, White, I've seen Dodgeball like once. White Goldman, um, I think, is um, he's now overweight, having lost the game due to a tie-breaking vote made by Chuck Norris um, <laughs> playing himself. And it's the last line of the film when he does like his little dance, like in, in his fat suit, and he's just like fucking Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ben Close actually on, on Facebook suggested what I think is maybe my favourite use of the comedic F-bomb, uh, which is in Chef, when he's telling off the food critic, yeah. uh, John Favreau. It's fucking molten! <laughs> he's telling off the food critic who said that his his um, malt chocolate lava cake was um, undercooked, and that's how you make a chocolate lava cake. And he's like, it's not. Yeah, and he explains how to do it and says it was fucking molten. Chocolate lava cake is not just undercooked chocolate cake. That's not what makes the centre molten. You take a frozen cylinder of ganache and you set it in the ramekin so that as the outside cooks fully, the inside becomes molten. Okay. Okay. It's fucking molten, see? It's fucking molten, you asshole. I, I think that's such a cathartic line. And I think it's my favorite use of comedic because it's like, uh, it's... It's a case where it's it, it doesn't matter what he's saying, but it it, it 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 gives a voice to everyone who's ever been criticized for something from someone who doesn't understand what they're talking about. <laughs> like I relate to that so much. It's like so like because when you get criticized for something, the more you the more angry you get, the more like they have won. And it's such a hopeless feeling. And so to watch someone be like, it's fucking molten! It's so <laughs> yeah. it's so cathartic in that way. Um, um, he also suggests Spider-Man Homecoming, the end of that maybe being yeah. the MCU's second censored, unsaid, or almost fuck. Yeah, what's the first one, the MCU? The Samuel Jackson one. Yes. Well, that, no, the that one? comes for that's Homecoming's before Infinity War. Oh, there's two. There you go. Second one we mentioned on this episode. What the fuck? In uh, Forrest Gump. The mm -hmm. war in Viet fucking Nam. So good. The war in Viet fucking Nam. That is Sasha Baron Cohen's character from Chicago 7. Abby Hoffman. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Uh, Rowan also suggested on Facebook, uh, from the world's end, a man of your legendary prowess drinking fucking rain. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good one, yeah. Uh, Nick Frost wants to drink water instead of beer. A man of your legendary prowess drinking fucking rain over on the instagram uh indie rock bottom suggested oceans 12 did you know you can only say fuck once in a pg-13 movie mm -hmm. 
Yep. Uh, Lex, Lex Honey uh, says, Fave F-Bomb is the very very beginning of Nick and Nora's infinite playlist when Michael Sarah is on the phone with his ex leaving a voicemail and it cuts out and he simply whispers, fuck, um, which I could totally see that. I, I can't remember the scene, but I can I can totally see uh, someone's favorite F-Bomb being delivered by someone like Michael Sarah. Our mm. friend Audrey Porn suggested uh, Drew Barrymore and Donnie Darko. I don't remember Drew Barrymore's specific instance of saying the f word i remember and, in donnie darko the sucker fuck scene which is what uh uther our friend uther dean on twitter also suggested is oh please tell me elizabeth how exactly does one suck a fuck you can go suck a fuck oh please tell me elizabeth how exactly does one suck a fuck so there are a few few fans of 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 donnie darko's f-bombs another uh twitter friend movie reviews and 20 cues says um he's probably thought about this once a week since 2004 which is from from Team America. Uh, and also Mousy and DeHousey on uh, Instagram says, Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp when the professor says, you fuck dick of a shit butt. Um, <laughs> you back-slapping, booze-swilling, glad-handing, Fuck dick of a shit butt. Yeah, I, again, I haven't seen these things, but I can totally see how they land with people. It's like, and that's what's beautiful about the f bomb is that it, it's like, it's it can be silly, it can be very powerful, it can wake you up, um, and that is actually all of the main suggestions that I think we've had, um, which is bringing us to a nice, pretty even r- round, around even f- uh, hourish long episode, Richard. <laughs> do you have any do you should we should we is there is there one that you even if we've said it already that you legitimately think is like the best f-bomb go fuck yourself and x-men's pretty good mm. like yeah. as, as well because not only the reasons we said but also like yeah just this the shock of hearing that in a um like in a superhero movie that this was yeah. like before they before it was cool to make them like r-rated and yeah. that's a good point yeah and, and maybe that's what had sparked it would, yeah. would we have logan as a movie if we didn't have would we have Wolverine? yeah yeah exactly that's a great point well hey this has been a fun episode it's maybe a little on our lighter content side but mm. guess what everybody we've got to watch eight planet of the apes movies and things have been busy so that's why you're nine. getting a more chill casual episode this week uh, but i hope you guys enjoyed it there's nine movies isn't there Wait, is there? Five originals, a remake, three reboots. I thought there were only four originals. All right, no, that's fine. No, there's there's three on Disney Plus. There's two more <laughs> you got to hunt down. Then there's the Tim Burton one, and then yeah. there's the uh, the reboot trilogy. Exciting stuff. Well, tune in for that next week, and stay tuned for the post credit scene after this music finishes. And of course, find us on Facebook, Fuckbook, Instagram, Instafuck, uh, YouTube, Fucktube, our other YouTube channel. Tube, you fuck. <laughs> Wait, no, you fuck's an extra thing. <laughs> Is it? Surely. Or like, or are you just saying like, as in the, the expression, you fuck. You. No, I meant there's there's a website probably. I'm sure there's a porn website called. Do you reckon you fuck or fucktube would be more likely to be a thing? I bet they're both actual things. Uh, what? One, two, three. The the domain youfuck.com may be for sale for six million US dollars. It says. Jesus Christ! I'm fucktube is way more likely to be something. I reckon. <laughs> What a grotesque way to end the episode. Yeah, <laughs> but see, I mean, fuck, people, yeah, people knew what they were getting like into. Yeah, like a full-on... Yeah. <laughs> people knew what they were getting into. All right, quick, come on, let's wrap this up. All right. <laughs> I'm on let's, fuck you, baby. Let's, <laughs> let's fuck off. Let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you for contributing to this episode, everyone. Let us know if we missed out on any that you think are especially notable in the comments <laughs> wherever you're watching this episode. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Alright, welcome along to the post credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash coldpopshire, you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post credit scene. Richard, who's it from and what is it? This is from Michael Griffin who says, I've got a question for the post credit scene. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> what is your franchise follow-up idea for AJ slash Richard as people?
<laughs> happiness like a, a fulfilling life um well i think i i think a video game <laughs> <laughs> a press conference say yeah. we're not making anymore <laughs> um i don't know well if one of us was a sequel to the other one mm. who would would well, i mean i you're you're, you're younger than me yeah. so you would have come out second so what's the sequel to me imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, AXJ, most extreme AJ. <laughs> what an old reference to make on this episode. Um, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't fully understand the question. Yeah, I, I like. I like your where your head's at, Michael. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to answer your question. Yeah, I. I just want to have a happy and fulfilling life. And that's I well. Think I think it's more that like well, it's it's like our children, I guess. All oh, right. Um, like the sequel, the sequel to us as people mm. would be like, yeah, if we would have children. Um, if yeah, maybe we won't. Who knows? Maybe that's, the that's maybe funny. the bearded, bespectacled, movie nerd bloodline stops with us. Mm. That's my continue the franchise. Wow. Getting rid of this like demographic. A, like a District 9 kind of ending. Yeah. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.